a Highline podcast. No normal people. Hello, my friends, and welcome to No Normal People. I'm your host, Stephen Henning, and I'm flying solo today. This is the podcast where my usual co-host, wife and partner, and best friend, as they say, this is where we prove that the more you get to know the normal people in your life, you discover that there really are no normal people in your life. I'm going to keep it nice, short, and sweet today. Our guest today is our friend, Ryan Colbert. Ryan acts as the phenomenal photographer behind Keller's Couch, also found on the Highline Network alongside No Normal People. Ryan is such a fun person to talk to. I found myself so invested in what we ended up talking about, and I quite honestly defy you to not get excited about things like Pokemon and video games and movies. And Dungeons and Dragons, I mean, the Hennings interview someone, we're going to talk about Dungeons and Dragons eventually. You know how it works. Oh my gosh, but the way, seriously friends, the way Ryan just lights up when he talks about these, it was so easy for us to lose track of time. In fact, we did. You'll hear me mention it. Uh, I had like back-to-back recording sessions. And I pushed it so close because I wanted to squeeze in as much time as we could possibly make with Ryan. I also felt like I kind of owed him that after, oh my gosh, friends. So we had scheduled our interview with Ryan early, uh, probably for February or March or something like that. And then I got a stomach flu and then Dixie and I got COVID at the same time. And then we rescheduled cause Dixie got sick again and went down with like a massive migraine It was all, and each one of these times we had just kept pushing back and pushing back and rescheduling on Ryan. And eventually I'm sure it felt like we didn't want to record with him, but we totally did. And I'm so glad we persevered because this conversation, honestly, the energy is just electric. It's so much fun. I had so much fun editing it and I know you're going to enjoy listening to it. So without further ado, our friend, Ryan Colbert. podcast yeah. eh. what <laughs> she's not as excited as can I you am call him ever. and tell him i'm sick that's hilarious <laughs> it's too late now babe too late now all right he's inside the house oh my gosh <laughs> you're just gonna drop all the movie quotes just to yep. get on his good side yep is that how that's gonna work yep i like that ryan colbert Hello. Thanks for being on the show, man. Thanks for inviting me. Is this the first podcast you've ever made without being able to hide behind the camera? Yes. 
This is exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm really scared. Before we do the rapid fire questions, I'm breaking the mold here because I'm curious, where did the joke come from on Keller's couch that you're naked? Yeah. And why did you decide Are to you- be naked today? That's funny. Uh, <laughs> recurring joke. Um, is that I, just a Kellerism? I honestly can't remember. It definitely wasn't my idea. <laughs> why, I'm pretty would it, sure, why would it be? I know. I'm pretty sure it was It was either Kel or, Keller or it was Will. Because um, uh, Will was doing the podcast. Will, uh, Willie G. Yeah. Goodrich? Is that his name? Uh, oh, God. That sounds right to me. Oh I think God, it's right. Will, I'm so sorry. I, I know you as Willie G. Let's go to with Willie G. Yeah. Um, For some reason, you said Will, and I was like, Will Forte. I'm like, not, why would you guys know Will, Will Forte? No. Um, but it was, it was definitely one of those two. And I, I, I swear it was just some random on the spot impro- improvisational joke. Like, eh, Ryan, why are you naked? Yeah. Oh, Classic. I guess this is happening now. Classic. The person we can't see is naked yep. joke. And yep. is it just, has it gotten away from you long enough that you can't reverse it? Yeah, totally. Oh, so, so it's really funny because, uh, Keller even made some stickers. Oh man! No way! Yeah, what? It's it's really embarrassing. What? It's really funny, but oh my god, it's also really embarrassing. What? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna need, need a sticker. Yeah. That's exciting. <laughs> also, I have a question. Why yeah. is it that you're only wearing a bow tie? Okay. <laughs> question is, where is the bow tie? <laughs> we'll never tell. <laughs> you're doing great, babe. Thank you. I love all of this. This is great energy. All right, we are going to get started with the rapid fire questions okay. that we normally do. These are either or, like shoot from the hip. No need to th- overthink. Okay, I'll um, do my best. Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. Hogwarts or the Shire? The Shire. Animation or live action films? Live action we films. Make you choose. <laughs> Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Video games or board games? Video games. Homebody or free spirit? Homebody. Spender or saver? Saver. Do you call it soda or pop? Soda. Books or movies? Movies. Also make you choose on that one. Mm-hmm. That's mean. Introvert or extrovert? Introvert. Fantastic. That is the most stressful part of the whole show. Nailed it. Also is the, the fastest fire. that it's ever gone. Oh, yeah. I know. I, those, are, those are super easy for me. Like, <laughs> I, I have, yeah, those those I have uh, pretty no sol- solidified in, yeah. My, yeah. in my brain. That's you great. know yourself. Yeah. Well, so to move on to some more like open-ended icebreakers then, mm-hmm. who would you say is the smartest person you know? And define smart however you would prefer to for that oh, as well. Oh boy, I should have rewatched the podcast to know these answers that I could have come up with ahead of time. Some of these <laughs> I sneak in without giving oh, you a preview. So boy, um, smartest person probably <laughs> my father-in-law. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. just always full of weird little bits of information that like i don't know i just feel like that older generation just knows all of these things that's and that's a very dad energy know. yeah super dad energy yeah. like he is all about like working with your hands and mm. uh reading books for knowledge gaining stuff right uh shows how smart i am i, I don't know what that means knowledge, um, gaining, knowledge stuff. gaining stuff um <laughs> I don't know. He just, and like almost to a fault, I feel like, like he knows everything and I'm just like, stop knowing everything. <laughs> You're too smart for me. Amazing. That is exactly how I felt about Merrick in high school. Oh yeah. So, there you go. Just like 
like father like son stupid there you go <laughs> dixie's you opening just... up the the backstory that we yeah, tangentially we'll get are connected there, but through high school that's how, exactly yeah. how i felt we'll about there. all of his children amazing <laughs> yeah they're yeah. too smart also also my wife is very very smart there you go yeah so freebie after that uh-huh. is what's your favorite candy snickers yes pretty pretty solidly snickers yeah. i would say I'm personally allergic to them. <gasps> personally? To, to you what? You are allergic to them. Peanuts. Peanuts. Oh, it's very sad. And r- most nuts. Okay. Yeah. I hear frozen Snickers is amazing. I'm going to look to both of you. I hard disagree. See, yeah. I really? like frozen. Not, I like to put my chocolate in the fridge or the freezer, depending mm. on what the chocolate is. Uh-huh. But Snickers is a hard it's pass. It's really hard. It's really hard. There's just too much stuff inside, now, like the caramel the and the ice cream. Oh yeah, like the actual Snicker bar ice cream. You guys are lighting up different. here. This is amazing. Yeah, I'm. Because I they... feel very solidly about <laughs> another thing that I'm like. Yeah, I know this. Snickers, yeah. like if it is too cold, you will not be able to chew it. Hundred mm. <laughs> percent. Good to 100%. know. Good to know. It I have had a, a deep fried Snickers. <laughs> oh, totally mama. counter that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah oh. at the at the fair one year. That sounds so good. It was really good. They'll deep fry any. Oh there. yeah, that's insane. <laughs> it was it was delicious. What? I was done for the day. Yeah. What? Yeah, that would put you out of commission pretty yeah. quick. So I'm not gonna eat for a month. I'm riding probably. no more rides. <laughs> if I would this to stay in me. Yep. Yeah. What was your first job? First job was a bag boy at Albertsons. Nice. Amazing. It was okay for what it was. How old you know, were you? 16. Okay. Like yeah. the day I turned 16, my mom's like, well, time to get a job. Time to get a job. Get out of here. Yep. Albertsons seems okay. Do that. I was like, okay. So I applied okay. and that's what I did for like eight years. That's I wasn't amazing. a bag boy the entire time, but oh, yeah. I worked for Albertsons for like eight years. Dang. That's impressive. Yeah. That's a career at that Between point. Between bozeman and then we moved to denver and i moved there and i started i worked at albertson's there too for a little bit (laughs) just transfer yeah uh although i I worked customer service there and technically it was in aurora yeah like just outside of denver and literally the worst job (laughs) by far it was terrible customer service at some like like big city but like like kind of ghetto like not the best neighborhood right oh, it was awful yeah awful oof we hung out in aurora yeah we have friends who live there oh really just recently yeah very nice october not a bad time we did hear gunshots like two blocks we did. Oh, yeah. and totally. then there was a store like on the corner from where that a we car were staying. like a car drove in barreled through the corner <laughs> store <laughs> It was like a casino or a bar or something. I don't know. Just like barreled just, through the brick and they that's just insane. Had a hole in this wall. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of gunshots in Aurora, we moved to Aurora like literally less than a week after the, the Batman, the Batman no. shooting. Oh. It was and like we lived I relatively bet the whole close place enough. Was on the edge. What was that? I bet the whole place was just on edge. Oh yeah, totally. And like the whole country is talking about you at that point. Yeah. Oh. I bet you were like are we sure? What have we done? Well, no, that's totally that's totally the thing. Because, like, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, new Batman movie. I'm totally going to want to see that. Might even go to the midnight premiere. Oh, if we had moved, like, you know, a week oh or two before God. that. That, like, there were about, there were two movie theaters that were within the equal distance from us. And that could have been the theater that we went to. I'm so that glad feels, that you moved Yeah, it's freaking later. weird. That feels weirdly heavy. Yeah. Just yeah. thinking about that. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And and the coinciding uh release of a new Batman movie 
this year. Yeah. We're talking about it. That's yeah. Cool. That's we'll, a lot. We'll get there. I'm oh sure. yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I really want to talk what, about it. <laughs> what's a smell that takes you to, back to a good memory in your childhood? Oh wow. I was gonna make a gunpowder joke, and I <laughs> no. I, I am just gonna say I'm not gonna make that joke. Let's be careful. Well, well it's actually kind of funny because my my family is a big like gun family. They my dad hunts, and uh, you know he likes guns, and so I've been shooting mm-hmm. uh, just like you know cans and stuff. I've never been hunting, but uh, yeah. right. I, I enjoy shooting a gun every now and then, and honestly, think gunpowder does kind of remind me of my family. Yeah. So that's that's not it's entirely not related wrong. to the other thing. No, unrelated. <laughs> unrelated. It just happened to be after the other question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, good save. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I can't really think of anything else. Maybe like the smell of grocery pumpkins. Bags? Oh, pumpkins. Yeah. Like. Carving pumpkins and uh, huh. scooping out the seeds because I Halloween oh, yeah. is my favorite holiday. Same, and I was always into carving pumpkins back in the day. I'm too lazy and old to do it these days. <laughs> I always want to, but I always end up just going, eh, nah, maybe not this year. What is the worst fashion trend you've ever participated in? Oh no! See, this is this is one that I remember being asked. It's very, it's it's pretty bad. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's not I'm that excited. bad, but oh, we, we uh, ask everyone this yeah, question because it's fun. I definitely like occasionally will think back on her. I'll see an old photo of me and go, ah, oh, it's not good. Regret. What have I done? Um, so like, it, two different things uh-huh. that I decided on pretty like one right after the other, but one of them was like those little like brown, beady looking like hawaiian-y type necklace yeah. things yeah terrible yep i don't know where i got it. i think somebody bought it for me uh-huh to have those little white shells it didn't it. have the shells it was just like the little brown woody looking like a hemp necklace no it wasn't no? hemp either it was like like little wooden oh okay like wood it just clicked for me i know what you're talking uh, about i can i can I have a photo somewhere. Of course. I'll be able to show you later. <laughs> Amazing. That and uh buttoned up sleevey shirts, like outer shirts. Uh-huh. Um but with like stupid stuff like f- flames on them. Yes. Oh. Yeah, like But it was like shirts? black with white flames. Bowler shirts. Oh, yeah, it, it w- but it was long sleeve. Yeah. Okay. And so I'd rolled it like like this. It's but, literally uh, what you're wearing. Literally what I'm wearing, but this is a little more classy. This is yeah. a nice plaid. Yeah. Uh, under, Montana. Understated. Yeah. 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 So put those together, <laughs> and that was what I was rocking for like six months. Amazing. It's not good. <laughs> well played. Yeah. Listen, we all have it. those things. And the, the reason why I, I remember, I remember thinking the reason why I chose to do these things, I was like, I was very self conscious. You wanted then. to look like Guy Fieri. <laughs> it was very much kind of that look, but uh, I, I noticed. I noticed a thing. A thing that I noticed was the the quote unquote cool kids in my school. They like they accessorize. They oh, yeah, they didn't they just did. wear a t shirt and pants or whatever. Mm. They right. wore an outer shirt or they wore a necklace or whatever. I was like, man, I could do that too. Yeah, you can. Nope. <laughs> Never mind. Didn't work for you. Nope. That's all right. That's very good. Thanks. Great answer. What is your biggest pet peeve? 
going back to being a bag boy, people yeah. who don't put their shopping cart away into that little oh, cart yes. corral thing. Like it's so easy. Yeah. It's so easy. But also have you heard of like the shopping cart theory or whatever? Uh, vaguely that's bringing something to mind, but I want Effectively, you to explain it. It's, it's like the simplest, most sort of easily accessible and condensed like empathy test. Right. So like putting your cart away does not actively benefit you, right. but it is a simple thing to do and it actively benefits other people. You're not just leaving it for somebody else to take care of. Mm. You're not leaving it for somebody else to like run into because it's mm-hmm. just in the middle of the blocking parking lot parking or whatever. Bar- yeah. Blocking a parking space. So like you basically, if you put your shopping cart away, you are more likely to be an empathetic and kind person. Yes. And if you're not, Other- you're, yeah. you're an animal. So otherwise, yeah, you're one of those garbage humans. Yeah. Who's like, Somebody's so job is to do that. Exactly. Um, there's a there's a TikTok that I follow. <sighs> it's the shopping cart police guys. I have seen that guy. And like with, like with his high pitched voice. Yeah. Yes, yes. And he has I love that, that he guy. puts on people's cars oh, yeah. if they don't put their cart away and people like a get flag. Pissed. And they get pissed. It's amazing. Which is mostly why I watch it <laughs> yeah. because I like these watch these people get pissed over Confirms shopping the theory, cart. Though, that- oh yeah, totally. And it's really funny because like you took the time to get angry at this person for putting a magnet on your car when yeah. you could have just put your uh, cart away. Or you could have just, yeah. <laughs> Easy. Ryan, who would you call your best friend? Austin Larson. Easy Shout answer. Out. Shout he, out. He is, uh, I met him in Driver's Ed. Nice. As a friend of a friend. Uh-huh. And then later on, we became, the moment we became best friends. <laughs> I always tell the story. It's always a moment. Is when we were we had gym class together in early high school, sophomore year, I want to say, and we were doing a lacrosse thing, and uh, we were kind of paired together to some extent. And he's standing about six, seven feet away from me. He's got his lacrosse stick, whatever it's called, yeah. with <laughs> the, the ball in the the net thing at the end. Uh-huh. And he kind of. He kind of readies himself. He pauses. He looks at me. I'm just standing there. And he hucks the ball with the stick as hard as he can right at my chest. It hits me dead center like solar plexus. And it hurts like hell. And I almost fall over to the ground. And that was when we became best friends. That's a bonding Just totally sure. out of the blue, like assaults me. And Aww. here we are. We play D&D together to this it. day. Aww. Yeah. You did it. I love this. Yeah. This is this is the this <laughs> is always, the story of true love. There's always a story with that best friend. Yep. There's always it starts that with moment. pain. Sometimes, but it ends with love. A lot of the times, <laughs> and and sometimes a little pain along the way. Yeah, sometimes pain, <laughs> intermittent. Ryan, do you have a favorite failure? A favorite failure? That's a cool question. He just told us the lacrosse story. That's hilarious. Well um. Done. <laughs> maybe something that like set you up for future success or oh taught gosh. you a lesson that has stuck with you. That is honestly a great question because I take failure very poorly. Like, <laughs> like honestly, if I fail at something, even just something very tiny and insignificant, I'm like, well, I guess I'm never doing that again. Yeah. Um, okay. Like, gin. like lacrosse, <laughs> like the cross and gin. Yep. <laughs> gin. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Dixie, I'll just heap it on. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Remember all these things that you did really bad? Oh boy, my You're my welcome. past failures are just flashing through my mm. head one after another in a terrible yeah. windstorm. 
We don't need to dwell here too long. No, no, no. This this is a good question. I might. I won't. I won't necessarily say this is like a failure necessarily, but like dumping an old girlfriend. You know Mm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. She was crazy. You know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) We're not gonna name names, (laughs) but you know. That's the call out right there. Steven doesn't know that feeling. I don't. Dixie's the first person I ever dated. First and, and only. Oh, this is this is true. Yeah. I, I remember hearing this on the podcast. <laughs> on that, the couch. But on the, I, on the I couch. I can empathize. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Like, not really, again, not really like a failure, but at one point I was like... Makes you grow up. It definitely made me grow up because for a long time I knew that this person was not right for me, but I was still like sticking to it mm-hmm. in just mm-hmm. out of like obligation i guess sure and eventually i was just like i i can't i just can't do this anymore Mm. because i need to be happy and i am not happy and so like two days before valentine's day uh see i see that look on your face however my thought was i could either wait until after valentine's day knowing which yeah. just colors the worst valentine's day of exactly life. because it's like yeah. i know that like i want to end this but i'm just going to put on a happy face and For like two more suffer days. through valentine's day yeah. just so i can break up with you like a week later yeah. like that is that better i don't think so <laughs> no i like I morally i would does, say that's not better it does yeah. it, it feels a lot more respectful mm-hmm to go before I just make the face because like I can't imagine having to do that. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't I, like it. But I, I, didn't I like did it. that the last time I broke up with the last guy that I dated <laughs> before Steven. <laughs> <laughs> I did like three days before Valentine's Day. And I say the last time because I broke up with him like every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> it's very interesting. Well done, I didn't babe. Like him very much. Well done. <laughs> All right. Last icebreaker, yep. as if we're just breaking the ice oh, at yeah. this point. Um, <laughs> when you were little, what did you tell people you wanted to be when you grew up? Probably what a lot of kids said, veterinarian. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I, I loved animals. I still do. And uh, that was sort of my go-to. Yeah, I want to I wanna help help the animals. That or firefighter. Although I never don't think I ever, like, as I was a kid, was like, oh, yeah, I want to be a firefighter. But, yeah. like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Firefighters are cool. You they, just they look up to stuff. them as like local yeah. heroes. Totally. Right? Yeah. yeah. I like that. But I remember telling my my dad once when I was younger that I wanted, I was texting him because we didn't talk. Um, but my phone died like after I sent the first text and the only word he got was exotic. <laughs> because I was trying to tell him that I wanted to be an exotic animal doctor, not just like a veterinarian. Uh... Um, and like I charged my phone. And then he was like, exotic what? Exotic dancer? <laughs> I was like, Answer the doctor. question. Animals. <laughs> What's an exotic dancer? <laughs> that's a good save. Yeah. What is that? What are you even? Yeah. yeah what are you insinuating? Good times. good times. I like that. Ryan. Yes. Thank you for joining us on No Normal People. This has been a blast so far. Thank you. I was going to say, oh, we're done already? No. Bye. (laughs) So far, and we're only just beginning. Oh, my God. We are officially going to start like the full-on interview portion here. Cool. And I like to start at the beginning. So 
Um, would you tell us about where you grew up and what your family was like growing up with as little or as much detail as you prefer? Okay. I was born in California. Yeah. I'm one of those people. Same. Yeah. Moved to Montana eventually. But uh, my mom was basically a single mom starting off when I was like probably four or so. My dad was not really in the picture uh, mm-hmm. for better i would say and my new new dad technically my stepdad but eventually adopted father wow um, yeah came into the picture shortly after and uh then the family dynamic became a a little bit better after that (laughs) which was which was nice and we lived in california for uh up until 2001 i was born in 1990 so it was uh, 11 when we eventually moved out to Bozeman. And the only reason we moved out to Bozeman was because my uncle lived just a little bit out of town, mm-hmm. like kind of in the mountains. And my parents were like, wow, this is pretty cool. <laughs> it's really cold here, but Bozeman's nice. This is dope. Yeah. It is. So uh, <laughs> much to my young childhood chagrin, we moved to Montana where all the podunk hicks lived according to me back in the day yeah uh, i was you know moving away from all my friends and i was moving out of california california is the cool place right and yeah. we're right. moving to montana that's where everyone Disgusting. in america wants to move exactly eventually. and yeah. now all the californians are moving to montana yeah uh of, <laughs> of, of course these these were my my young thoughts yeah. i am so mm-hmm. glad that we moved to montana when we did that was the best probable change totally for my young life yeah uh do you have any siblings i have uh two much three sorry uh three much younger siblings than me Mm -hmm. okay my oldest of my younger siblings is uh my brother who is eight years younger than me i believe yeah and then uh my youngest sister is 16 years younger than me. wow wow yeah and then uh my middle sister is uh how old are you, Maddie? Nine, nine years younger than me. <laughs> Ten, something like you? that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Middle I'm really children, so. You know? That's that's another thing about me. Like my family is so weird. Like ask anybody in my family, and they will agree. My family, just the family dynamics of all the ins and outs, and right. just kind of weird. Everybody says their family is weird, right? But like even beyond just like close family stuff, like. Caitlin's always, my wife is always asking me certain questions about certain facets of my family. And (laughs) half the time I'm literally just like, I don't know. I don't know (laughs) how this is connected or it's, it's weird. Like, yeah. Well, even the, I feel like this is the first time, at least on the podcast that I've heard of like my stepdad then adopted dad. Mm, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that feels like something that doesn't happen all the time yeah i i would imagine not yeah i'm trying to think of the like the year i became legally adopted i want to say it was like when i was 10 wow something like that yeah wow. i don't remember for sure yeah but uh so yeah. you're hodgepodge of a family mm-hmm. delightfully hodgepodge yes. i'll say i, yes. I don't want to <laughs> disparage that sure um ends up in bozeman yep and is this where you end up like growing up through high school yes. age uh i Lived in Bozeman for a good chunk of my high school through early 20s. Yeah. Um, was not a popular kid. 
especially like, you know, middle school going into high school. Cause you know, I'm the new, new guy from California there. There was like a, Ooh, have you been to Disneyland? Yeah. Have you yada, yada, yada. And then as soon as like that initial newness wore off, yeah, the new car smell. Like, yeah, okay. exactly. That's Thanks. funny. We've also been to Disneyland. So <laughs> yeah. We're actually not interested. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, like, you know, even still to this day, I was just that awkward, quiet kid who didn't really, make a lot of friends and like connect with people mm-hmm. sure like my my nerdy hobbies were you know in that time you know i was into pokemon but like you don't tell anybody in like middle school high school you're into pokemon because oh, no. they'll just make fun of you so like absolutely not yeah you just got to find the right people because i had my pokemon people absolutely but he's he's like the right age to be into pokemon you know rude like og pokemon <laughs> oh yeah I got, I got, uh, what did I start with? No offense. Blue. I got blue, uh, for my Game Boy Color, like the year it came out. Wow. My mom bought it for me. There you go. Oh my God. I had, I had all three. I had blue, then I got red, then I got yellow. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Thanks mom. Thanks mom. I, uh, (laughs) I was always a card kid for Pokemon. Mm, Yeah. All about the cards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then they got into generations much further than the first and I lost interest. Oh, oh, I'm still going to this day, baby. (laughs) I admire that. I, admire I used to that watch Pokemon every day after school. I did too until I realized, oh God, the show is actually really bad. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Yeah, but you know, when you don't have cable, I distinctly remember. I distinctly remember having a friend back in like <laughs> it, when I was still in California. It's like, oh, do you like? Dragon Ball Z or Pokemon? <laughs> I was like, I like Pokemon. He's like, no, Dragon Ball Z is way better. But like now, like, oh yeah, Dragon Ball Z is way better. Yeah, for <laughs> real. Blue Eyes White Dragon. That's, no. Okay. <laughs> oh, we've stumbled across something that I don't know, but it's something. That was Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That's fair. <laughs> Do you play Pokemon Go still? Pokemon Go? Yeah. I was playing it when I was parked outside of your house. <laughs> That's great. Waiting because I'm always early to everywhere. Did, what did you catch? Did you catch something? I catch. I catched. Caught I a, a a trap inch and Ooh, I nice. caught a uh, I don't know something else. Nice. You heard it here. Dixie and I folks, were very we into got trap inch yeah. all up in here. <laughs> Dixie and I were very into Pokemon Go when our, we lived in Laurel. In we, our our um. One year anniversary. Yeah, that's when which we, we were in California we were traveling yeah. all over the place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember um, having because this was before they had the speed setup thing. Yeah. <laughs> so like we were driving on the highway in California, and I had both of our phones open. Amazing. Like, we're gonna catch so many Pokemon. I can't yeah. do that now. Nah. I assume was this the like the year it came out where the entire uh-huh. world was yes. into it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Man, that was like the greatest summer in the history of humankind. It Wasn't was it though? really fun. Everybody was so happy playing Pokemon Go. Everybody. Yeah. And then we, eventually kind of wore off. The and nerds come we, out. Uh, yeah. We <laughs> had a Pokemon group in Laurel. Yeah. And like we would all go oh, yeah. meet, We'd up meet up at the gyms to totally. hit the legendaries. I mean, that stuff happens to this day. Yeah. Like uh, six years later at this point. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So, I, I, that. I downloaded it again when I got the Pokemon Pikachu or Eevee. Oh yeah, let's mm. go. Because mm-hmm. I was like, yes, transfer all the Pokemon. Oh yeah, I, I also in like the the main series games, mm-hmm. I am, I am a Pokemon master. Yeah, you are. I have caught and I have one of each and every single Pokemon. All thousand now at this yeah, point. I don't so even. Many. I honestly don't even know how many there are. That is amazing. Yeah, 
what's your what's your what would your go to starter Pokemon be from any generation? From any generation, I typically don't go grass types. Okay, despite the fact that Bulbasaur was my first ever Pokemon. Uh huh. In good. in Pokemon Blue, I started with Bulbasaur. Yeah, but I'm not a big fan of grass types, so I would say. I really like Cyndaquil. Gen 2, oh, fire type. Yes. That's, that's one of my Cyndaquil favorites. Cyndaquil is so good. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. That's good. You just go through the names of Pokemon my, and see, say if it's real or not. Yeah. Oh, totally. I saw, <laughs> speaking of, I saw this that's awesome game. this awesome game where it was it was names of drugs, I want to say. Pokemon. Or Pokemon. Is this <laughs> yeah. a drug or is this a Pokemon? That's funny. Adderall? Hilarious. That's Torchic? funny. Amazing. <laughs> my favorite card I ever had was a holographic Alakazam. Oh. Oh, that's good. That one. one felt good. Never got that Charizard though. I had a holographic Charizard. I however hate the, I hate the past tense. However, <laughs> so so I have yeah. This is this is a multi-step situation. I traded like twenty different cards for this janked up, uh, scratched and like schmegged to hell. Yeah, holographic Charizard, but it was still. I knew it was worthless because it was like yeah. beat up. It's not, yeah. But I could at least say that you had one. I had a holographic okay. Charizard card. That's all that matters. And I don't know what happened to it. Yeah. The best way of talking about Pokemon cards to people who don't understand <laughs> is like they were the original NFTs. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's true. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's and honestly. If, NFTs yes. are digital Pokemon cards. Yep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I hate NFT so much. <laughs> yeah. It makes me hate Pokemon cards. But now. I have but... a holographic yeah. NFT. So, uh, <laughs> so I don't hate them that much. Well played. I can say that I had one though. <laughs> so if our deep dive on Pokemon is any indication, mm-hmm. this this is why you didn't find many friends in high Yes. School. <laughs> thank you. Exactly. You you know. You know. <laughs> This is my life. But anyone that can talk at length about Pokemon didn't have with a, a lot, lot of friends. With a lot to say. And oh boy, <laughs> do I have so much more to say about Pokemon that I will not get into on this podcast. I love that. But I could. I we'll love start this. a Pokemon podcast. Oh my God, I would love that. <laughs> You're listening to No Normal People with Ryan Colbert, and we'll be right back. Friends, let's talk, shall we? Come in close. Let's get cozy. I want to talk about coffee. I want to talk about the thing that I have been recently learning that I am, I think, literally dependent on. We'll at least be generous and say that I'm figuratively dependent on. As my wife would say, this is that good bean water. I love a great cup of coffee in the morning, whether that be from a Kalita pour over or a French press at my desk in the office or a quick arrow press in the afternoon. Good coffee matters to me. And quite honestly, you can learn how to make the fanciest pour overs, the best arrow presses, but honestly, it really comes down to what you're working with. And I would personally and humbly suggest that you make your coffee that you may or may not be dependent on like me with the Highline Coffee Blend. This is available exclusively on our merch store. We have worked 
with the wonderful roasters here in Billings, Montana at Revel Coffee Roasting to make a delightfully complex, eclectic blend of coffee for you that is honestly about as normal as any no normal people guest. And I hope you hear that as tongue-in-cheek because it's intended that way. It's a delightfully complex coffee like every one of our guests and like every one of the shows on the Highline Network. And I know you would enjoy it. So head over to highline.network slash shop and grab a bag for yourself. No Normal People is a proud founding member of the Highline Media Network alongside shows like Keller's Couch, in which our friend Ryan Colbert runs the photography and occasionally shows up on microphone from time to time, and Whiskey Bench. But today, we'd like to feature a teaser from another show on the network, Ravel. But the people who just very blandly said, hey, if there's anything I can do, let me know. I actually found myself not asking those people for help. And that's the thing is like, it feels like we're trying to be hospitable when we say, let me know however I can help. Because if I was to ask this person, hi, can you, would you be willing to run the vacuum for me because I had a C-section and I can't run my vacuum for six weeks? And if they were to say no, then it's like, you really didn't mean. Yeah. If there's anything that I can do, let me know. (laughs) So you mentioned um, a portion of your 20s was also spent in Bozeman. Yes. After high school. Yes. Did you go to college and was it at Bozeman? I did go to college. I went to MSU. Yep. Called it. Not MSUB. Correct. It's really funny when people say, oh, I go to M- I, I went to MSU in Billings. It's like, that's, that's not, that's, that's not MSU. It's a completely different college. Totally it's different. a different place. It's yeah. also, it is misleading though, because Billings and Bozeman both start with B. Yeah. I it was is confused confusing. by that for so long. Mm-hmm. I thought you called the other cities MSU, MSUB, if you <sighs> lived in one of the cities. That's yeah. hilarious. That's not how Because this is MSU A, the other one's MSU B. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. This is MSU B. Yeah. Yeah. That's because it's in second place. Right, yeah. It's it's the B minus of MSU. (laughs) MSU beta. (laughs) (laughs) It's very strong. So you go to college in MSU in Bozeman. Yes. The real one. The real one. What did you study while you were there? Uh, I started off doing film and photography. Okay. Which... I loved, but I was really just bad at being self-motivated to like do school stuff. Mm -hmm. Like another sort of factor of that was I went to, you know, I stayed in the dorms with my good buddy, Austin Larson, Mm -hmm. and we're both fairly introverted people. I feel like he has his extroverted qualities as well Mm -hmm. i have some but mostly introverted Mm -hmm. and so like we would end up just like hanging out together and not really with other people yeah and i feel like that was a huge detriment to me getting a full like college experience right sure that and i just was never super motivated to just like do the work and like go to class and (laughs) even Uh, if it was stuff I love like movies are my big passion I love movies I would have continued in a perfect world I would have continued school to like you know do movies but eventually I realized fairly early on like 
I don't really want to like move to Hollywood. Yeah. And like be a part of that huge, awful system. That sounds awful. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe. Especially because it is known for just like chewing people up and spitting totally. them out. Totally. It's just like husks of my themselves. Friend, yeah. My friend went to MSU mm-hmm. for film and photography, mm-hmm. um, graduated, moved to LA, mm-hmm. um, and now she is a nanny. Oh, wow. That <laughs> sucks. I mean, maybe and she's she doing worked, great. She worked on like a bunch of stuff, but mm-hmm. like it's just so hard to get anything. Totally. But uh, alternatively, I have several friends who I went to school with, like they're doing awesome stuff. Like I know somebody who was in uh, a Coen Brothers movie, mm-hmm. uh, Hail Caesar, what uh, from years ago. Huh. And they're like somebody who's doing a lot of like graphic design and like trailer editing right. for like real movies. Yeah. And it's super cool. I love seeing their stuff and like, wow, I could have been doing that. <laughs> <Yeah>. You're doing <laughs> Probably. it. Yeah. yeah. But but like it's do you it's have do you have a connection to Rick Darge? I know the name through I would assume through Keller because he had Rick on the podcast a while ago, but I wasn't sure if you had introduced Keller to Rick or no, they just happened to know each other. Somehow. Yeah. Do we do an in-person interview with him? No. Okay. I was going to say, I don't remember that no. because he did, he did a couple. <laughs> that was like, one of the few that were remote. Like, yeah. That's, that's why like, I recognize the name. I think I never times. actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Side note, doesn't it feel like Keller literally knows everyone? Oh my God, it's insane. Yes. It's insane how many people he knows. <laughs> I know like four people and two of them are in this room. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, I literally... And when, one of them is Keller. When, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other one was Keller. So when we were all in the room together, it was all four of us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but when we did the interview and then you mentioned that you're married too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah. So, what? <laughs> So is this where you Small met? World. I met Caitlin, my now wife, yeah. because she lived in Laurel Correct. at the time. Um, uh-huh. And well, in in <laughs> when I was in college, she would have been in um, Concordia, in uh, right. oh, okay. Fargo Moorhead area. Yeah. yeah. Yep. However, her cousin Sarah, I went to school with in high school. And so I knew her fairly well and like we would hang out every now and then. And then, Mm. you know, for years, Sarah was like, oh, my cousin, Caitlin, you know, I feel like you two would get along. You should meet sometime. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. Okay. Does she like Pokemon? (laughs) (laughs) No, she does. She did not. Nor nor does she still. But, uh, uh, you know, on Caitlin's 21st birthday, she is in town in Bozeman. And Sarah's like, hey, when you get off work at Albertsons, uh, <laughs> come on by and we'll we'll hang out. Yeah. Uh, you can finally meet my cousin. And so we went to a little wine place called Plunk in downtown Bozeman. I know the spot. Very good. Yeah. And that was the place where Caitlin and I first met. Aww. And uh, we hit it off pretty good. And... Uh, that night, the three of us went back to my apartment to watch a movie uh, with my buddy Austin. <laughs> he keeps coming up in all my stories. We were roommates then Classic as Austin. well. And uh, then like two. Do you remember the movie? Uh, Hot Fuzz. Okay. Yep. Amazing. I love it. That is a right. great first date. <laughs> and then, oh, but but uh, I, would, I, would, that would, I would not call it a first date because it was like a group okay. situation. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. However, on our first real first date, 
uh, like two weeks later, you know, yeah. it was like, ooh, I'm going to friend you on Facebook uh-huh. and Classic. yada, yada. It's like, oh, hey, Ryan, it's me, Caitlin. I'm in town uh, <laughs> for whatever. Do you want to do a coffee or something? So we went to, I'm trying to remember what the coffee place. It doesn't exist anymore. It wasn't Trader Joe's. It was somebody else. Uh, we went to have coffee somewhere. Wild Joe's. Wild Joe's. That was it. That's <laughs> it. That's great. Like, there's a Joe's. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was it was Wild Joe's. Uh, I don't think it's there anymore. Or maybe they moved. I don't know. But it's yeah. not in the same place. It I'm was. not sure. It's been. I think a that's long. the I one that Scott. I, I might. That? I might have 100% made that up. Scott no, that's Stevenson? the that's the downtown one. Scott works at that really bougie one up on the like um, campus side of town. Right. Bougie in Bozeman? What? 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 Those aren't what? the same thing. <laughs> uh, but so we, we met up with uh, some coffee and then we uh, did a three-part movie mm. binge watch at my uh, apartment as well later on. We watched, uh, I, I'm not, I might get the order wrong. It doesn't really matter. But we watched Back to the Future. Obviously. We watched- Great. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yes. You know. <laughs> and we watched Evil Dead 2. Yes. Two. Two. What the combination. The best of all of them. Oh, my God. You don't need to see the first one in order to see the second one. <laughs> I love that there's so a sequel funny. stuck in there. Oh, yeah. That's oh, amazing. totally. Yeah. The movie combination. It's like the greatest movie combinations of all time. She had seen Back to the Future, of course. Obviously. That, I think that was like the... That would be we'll, a deal we'll breaker. ease you into my weird sure. right. like movie interests. Yeah. And then and then it just kind of went from there. That is delightful. Yeah. I love that. And then you guys got married... We got a married not too much longer <laughs> after that. We got married in 2013 in December outside of Red Lodge. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a beautiful we spot. Had a, we had a nice little winter wedding and... Uh, Thankfully, the weather cooperated. Uh, it was dangerous. There was yeah. like a blizzard like the week before or something. But yeah. right. it, it was it was out. beautiful yeah, today. Got, That's awesome. We mm-hmm. got married in the dead of July mm. in outside. Oh, so mm-hmm. hot. Um, it was just 114 degrees out. That was oh, the high. God. And we got married outside. That was gross. the high. Yeah. It was <laughs> gross. Uh, but it cooled off rather nicely. We had a fantastic reception outside. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Right right on the uh, Clark's Fork River. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. That's awesome. Um, okay. So this feels like kind of like a hard pivot from all the mm-hmm. storytelling we've done, but I'm curious to know what you currently do for work, like the day job situation. Yeah. Uh, I work at Cal's Chicken Coop nice. on 24th okay. Street West. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it is a little fried chicken place. Uh, got like sandwiches, wings, and tenders and stuff. Why and, have I uh, never heard of this place? This sounds nobody like has heard of me. it. It's in the same place. Do you know JP Kitchen from back in the day? Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. Oh yeah. He's allergic, so he. Oh could, yeah, peanuts never, and stuff. Yeah. He could never go there, but I know. <laughs> so good, best Asian food place Absolute in town best. until it closed. Yeah. Um, but Worst it's the same life. owners and the same location as JP Kitchen back in the day, and uh, yeah, I just uh, where I work there. Totally. Yeah, it's great. Sounds like a new spot that we need to go check sure. out. Yeah. Hopefully, you're that. not allergic to that. <laughs> so I did. I did skip over. The end of college. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you graduated with a degree. Oh or? no. Okay. <laughs> oh, not even close. <laughs> oh no. I I made it to like. It's embarrassing that I missed that. <laughs> yeah. You know, between 
losing focus in class and losing money to <laughs> yeah that would do it go to same school to not uh, go to class yeah i was like you same. know what i i ain't really the same the same for me <laughs> yeah in the end turns out yeah especially because by that time i transitioned to just photography mm-hmm. which i loved and i figured was more like obtainable yeah. than a film degree but i've heard the film program in bozeman is actually really intense it's really it good and it's really yeah. intense and like i only saw a little bit of it because <laughs> yeah yeah okay I've, I've been a part of like uh a, a, a like a senior like film production uh-huh. and i am uh technically on imdb i think nice. as Heck the yeah, set set photographer i love that i also did the the awesome. clapper every once in a while oh so it was a lot Heck of fun yeah. it was a lot of fun i really like it that's my dream job honestly yeah. is to do like behind the scenes production photos yeah. of film mm-hmm. i would love that dream job that sounds awesome that's yeah. some of my favorite stuff to look at same like i love seeing that stuff and like that's the kind of photography that i am best at is the the candid stuff like mm-hmm. i hate posing people i hate like huge set productions yeah, like that i'm like photos. yeah yeah i don't like being possibly because i'm not good at that or i don't know <laughs> enough because i only did through so much school but like i like the the candid there's a yes yeah. aspect yeah. of photography there's a lot i imagine there's a, there's a lot that goes into like a personality type that needs to boss people around oh too, yeah i'm not that, that you don't that strike personality me that. Type. no yeah. no 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 i and that's the other thing like if i went to film school like i would not be a director like no. i would hate to be a director oh, i would yeah. i would be i'm much more of like a quote-unquote cinematographer yeah like and and they do like you know directing aspects to a certain extent but like i, like I would that. much prefer to literally be the one behind the camera yeah because i just i find that so fun what you do spectacularly i will mm-hmm. add for keller's couch even well thank like, you like your rig when we were when dixie and i were on the couch mm-hmm. was very fun to Excellent. sit under mm-hmm. just like just knowing that there was some extra lighting there was nice and, yeah it took um, a while to get even that just literally di- just two like soft boxes get that <laughs> dialed in and, yeah yeah but yeah i could see how that is kind of the style you're going for mm-hmm. like i mean you're literally providing the behind the scenes for keller exactly and that's why i like it so much is because it's it's like a little taste of the the thing and it makes a podcast instagram very unique yeah, yeah right i like that it's a, lot. it's a nice little setup i think it's very nice yeah i like it i'm a big fan well thank you <laughs> so my favorite part of the podcast. Oh boy. We talk about our passions, what Ooh. we're into, what gives oh us the juice. Yeah. Uh, my favorite yeah. way to rephrase is what do you think and talk about when you have nothing else to be thinking and talk, talking about? Mm-hmm. Like responsibilities aren't on you too hard or you're dry, you're commuting 30 minutes and your brain just naturally wanders to this thing that you're You stop thinking about into. chicken and yeah. you start thinking about mm, chicken fries. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's the most open-ended question I have, but I kind of want to just leave it there and see what you would like to talk about first. Yeah. I feel like we have definitely touched on a lot of this so far. Oh, Um, absolutely. Definitely. uh, Movies are a big, big aspect of my life. Obviously, like Pokemon leading into the the much larger scope of video games in general. I've been playing video games since literally I was like three years old Uh and I have not stopped since like I played my mom's I believe it was my mom I don't think she would have bought me when I was like three 
doesn't really matter. It doesn't um, matter. <laughs> the original uh, NES, Nintendo Entertainment System. You yeah. know, Mario and Duck Hunt, baby. Amazing. Yeah. Duck Hunt. So it feels yes. cruel to ask, um, just because I imagine you have a variety, but do you have a favorite system to play or like? Mm, yeah. PC. PC. I'm okay. I'm a, I'm a one of those. So it's not necessarily people. loyal to PlayStation. Or... No. So throughout most of my younger adult life, like high school and whatever, yeah, and beyond, I was I had an Xbox just because that's that's what, what I had. Yeah. yeah. Um. But like even before that, when I was young, young, like my family had like a PS2. And at my grandma's house, we had a PlayStation One. And I mean, I've had nin, you know Nintendo stuff growing up. I had pretty much all of the Nintendo mm-hmm. systems at one point or another. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, literally, I have no like obligations to one or yeah. the other or the other. Not too loyalist. Yeah, because I love them all. Though I feel like if I had to take a firm stance right now between, say, Xbox and PlayStation, it would probably be PlayStation. Because I feel like they're making Hot overall take. more interesting games that I would like to play compared right. to like, exclusives. I, I have heard some Xbox. Xbox people recently complaining actually that it feels like all the quote unquote new games for Xbox mm-hmm. are just like reskinned old games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like Call of Duty 14 oh, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And alternatively, <laughs> another big aspect of that is Xbox is like Microsoft is releasing things for like xbox exclusives but also on pc yeah so it's like well why do i need an xbox when i already have my pc and i'll just totally play it on the pc totally so mm-hmm. i have no interest in buying the new newest xbox system yeah right. but playstation still has some exclusives that i can't get anywhere else so i would be more inclined that's fair to buy that i like that yeah i personally i grew up on everything nintendo mm-hmm. like the mario franchise mm-hmm. obviously zelda being a huge one Zelda is actually kind Wasn't of a new one? love for me. The oh, first, listen. Wow. Here's what's crazy. I'm so ready. <laughs> you have no idea how excited I am about this. The first Zelda game I ever played was Breath of the Wild. Wow. And what a what a Zelda game to start with. Right. <laughs> but I'm also told that it is very different than the rest. It's so different. Like, but in like a great way. Yeah. It it breathed, no pun intended, new life into the franchise. Yeah. Like bringing it like solidly open world and like it's harder than a lot of the older games. And it being like one of the original huge releases for the Switch. Oh yeah, definitely. I I feel like it had a hand in putting the Switch on the map. I bought the Switch because of that game. 100%. Yep. I was, I was second in line at GameStop at for the midnight release. I got there at like 9.30 and I was second in line. That's amazing. Yeah. No, was I first? In, I think. Did I, you kill the other guy? I think I was first in line. Now that I think about it, yeah. I'm pretty sure I was first he in line. He choked him out? No, no. There was, there, it was funny because there was some like much older like late 50s guy who who showed up at like you know two hours after i got there right and then um once the like the overall mall closed down for the night Mm -hmm. but like you know there's still a guy in gamestop just for uh for the midnight release yeah stressful job oh yeah totally but but there was imagine there was like five or six of us at that time and he's like ah you know 
you know, you have been sitting in line for like three hours now, just kind of mingle, do, you know, sit on the, the nice reclining, like, whatchamacallum, um, like the massage, massage chairs. chairs. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, just hang out while we wait for this extra hour or whatever until, till wow. it comes to the time. But then like, okay, it's like 10 to midnight. We're all lining up again. And this old fart like keeps like passive aggressively going like, Oh, what if I went in front of you? It's like, no. I was, I was here, here first. Like, oh yeah, but like, I'm older, I'm wiser, this kind of stuff. It's like, no. That's not how this f- works, but Not even close. Craig. I, like. Sorry, dude. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. Like Sorry, how, dude. Like, but it was Probably. like super passive aggressive. <laughs> Bizarre. Oh, man. Needless to say, I did not give him my sp- spot in no. line. Right. To get Breath of the Wild. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was my first Zelda game. That was I haven't my played. first uh, game. That's true. Dixie just recently kind of got into video games. Wow, that's impressive. I was poor, so we didn't do the video games. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, (laughs) All about it now, though. But now I'm like into it, but it's mostly What's the best game you've played so far? So far? Mm -hmm. Since this is sort of a fresh new take on video games. Oh, man. I'm very curious. so hard. I feel like it's hard to um, decide what is the best game because Mm -hmm. they're all... Very different. Like very different. Totally. Yeah. Like I love Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. because it's like That's if one. you could be in D and D. Oh yeah. But well, we haven't I even think, we haven't even touched yeah. on that yet. We'll get there. <laughs> but the thing that I don't like about Breath of the Wild is that like every single shrine is oh. essentially the same thing. I I, I totally agree. Like I one hundred percent wish there were more proper like bigger and denser like dungeons mm-hmm. as opposed to those little shrines where just like you know you solve one big puzzle and you're done yeah it's like the like trolling the castle before you get to ganon mm-hmm. felt so different from the rest of the game yeah in exactly what you're talking about yeah. like it definitely felt like the big dungeon like you go and find that Hinox under there mm-hmm. where you get the shield yeah and it's like why is it more of the game like this? <laughs> yeah, this right. Is intense. Why isn't it all dungeons? It's it's a literal like dungeon crawl through that thing. The, I love it. Whereas, the thing that I've learned the most with video games is that I like to cheat. Oh, you're one of those <laughs> I people. I love yeah. it when I find out a new She'll, cheat. I'm like, heckin' yes. She's and a my time whole, wizard in Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Oh yeah, Crossing, I, I know the. Literally, I know the type. I have like nine hundred ninety-nine million bells. Oh my god! In Animal Crossing, and see that that would have been me when I was like twelve years yeah. old. You know, like I I would definitely do all of the cheats and yeah. all of that kind of stuff. But I just kind of grew out of it. I don't really want to cheat anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I want to just like play the game as intended. Well, I, guess. I do that. Like I always, the first time I play, I play as intended. Mm-hmm. Like I got so bored with my first island in Animal Crossing yeah. that I was just like, okay, delete all this. And that I can Start get behind. Starting starting off like doing it like one run through or whatever, yeah. uh, the way it's intended, and then kind of going. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, now what can I do with but this? But the biggest thing with cheating that I have come to accept is that if it wasn't accepted, they would have fixed it. <laughs> so That's I'm fair. just going to keep is fair. doing it. And I'm going to keep farming all of those arrows. Yep. I am going to name myself stupid things in Stardew Valley so I get a bunch of stuff. <laughs> like, I'm going to cheat. I'm just going to cheat because it's so yeah, fun. I totally get it. I totally get it. <laughs> I think it, those are you probably your top three. Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild Animal, Animal Crossing, Crossing Stardew. and Stardew Valley. Yep. Yeah. Great games. Yeah. For all different reasons. Like 
I like Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing similarly. Mm-hmm. They're they're similar concepts. Yeah, vibe. but like mm-hmm. the the like actual time play for mm-hmm. Animal Crossing is really cool. Mm-hmm. But the like relationships and then also the fighting and farming and all that stuff in yep. Stardew Valley is it's it's very satisfying. It's mm-hmm. very Definitely. good. Yeah. It's very relaxing to mm-hmm. play. And honestly, uh, Breath of the Wild can be really relaxing to it play, too. It can be super high yeah. intensity, high octane stuff, but it can also be just like, oh, look at this lovely view. Let me just climb the side. Literally, of this I'm just going to go pick explore mushrooms yeah. for like find some uh, an entire yeah. day. Like, <laughs> it's so nice. It's very nice. Go My- ride a horse. <laughs> My favorite thing about so Breath of the cool. Wild is the way they made, like, if you collect all the Karok, Karok seeds. Yeah, yeah. And you get the golden you get the poop. Yeah, poop. Yeah, that and was. It's, it's literally the game developers being like the biggest Stop troll. Being completest. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not so worth funny. It. It's incredible. Yeah. As soon as I heard about that, I was like, oh my god. So it's perfect. <laughs> that that was my fear going into that game. Mm-hmm. Like I like I was looked at people playing Skyrim, and I'm like, how are you not just like paralyzed by endless choice? Mm-hmm. And then I started playing Breath of the Wild, and I was like. Okay, I get but, it. <laughs> but that kind of thing in something like Stardew actually makes sense because it's not open world. Like you can't just go run around crazy. Like right. you have things that you need to complete mm-hmm. to actually totally like win the game. Totally. Whereas Breath of the Wild, you don't have to get all of the shrines. You right. don't. You have could to get literally go from seeds. the starting area and fight the main boss of the yeah. entire game. Literally, and wa- fight him with a stick. Watching those speed runs is it's crazy. <laughs> I love that. It's so good. Fascinating. That's my favorite kind of game. Is it's it's like open world game anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like it's so open world that you could like effectively literally go wherever you want. Yeah, uh-huh. and directly from the starting area to the the main boss, like. That is brilliant game design, yep. in yeah. my opinion, yeah. and it's just really just interesting that yeah. you can do that. Right. Do you uh, do you have Elden Ring? That is all I've been playing. <laughs> That's all I've been doing over I the past play that weeks. So bad. I it's it's even. like Breath of the Wild on crack. Like <gasps> it is. So from software who made all the Dark Souls and yeah. stuff like that. I'm obsessed with those games. I'm obsessed. <laughs> yeah. And then this damn game comes out and it is, I would say it's ruining my life because I'm doing nothing but playing that game when I'm outside of work. Nah. But honestly, like <laughs> I got nothing to do. I'm at home. Like we got a, a remodel going on. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got a stupid, that's not stupid. It's great. Uh, but like a remodel for our main floor of our house going on the entire main floor. So we're stuck in the basement. Yeah. And what am I going to do? help them no i can't Go do that style. i have no skills that's the last thing a contractor wants is the owner being like <laughs> totally <laughs> well they're not there yeah. what can i'm I just do? gonna finish the bathroom yes, while you're gone definitely not <laughs> so so what am i gonna do i'm gonna sit downstairs and play this thousand hour game yeah that's very good yeah it's did truly you one of the best experiences of my life <laughs> so i really want to play it i am seizing so Mm-hmm. On our opportunity to start talking about D and D by yes. asking, yes, did you watch the Elden Ring one shot that Matt I watched? I, I I watched slash listened to like the first half of it yeah. before I got like distracted and moved on to other things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but but totally, I I was super into it. Matt Mercer and Brennan Lee Mulligan at the same table. They are the most beautifully wonderful people <laughs> I would love to meet. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone play D and D with. Holy God! Steven only just got on the Brennan Lee Mulligan train. So. I love Brennan. I, they are so Brennan and Matt Mercer. For those who don't know, are 
Dungeons and Dragons Dungeon Masters Dungeon Masters um, <laughs> people who prominent people who play D&D uh, they they are so insanely talented but so in stupid. different ways like yep. they don't have the exact same like masterful skill set as the other they're both excellent at what they do but for slightly different reasons mm-hmm. and I love them both I almost love equally. Brennan what would you Brennan's- say those reasons are that's an interesting question. I want to um, know what you think. I, I have thought about this a little bit. Putting it into words is a little challenging, but I will do my best. I feel like Brennan is much better at improv, like coming up with really clever and like witty Wet things stuff. to say. Yep. Yeah. And like that aspect of him, I find amazing yeah. inspiring and like if i had a fraction of that on the spot wit mm-hmm. i mean it would be amazing mm-hmm. um whereas and I, and to be fair i have seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times more critical role yeah than i have like dimension 20 yeah so they just put out way more stuff they put way more dimension stuff and I, I like i like latched onto <laughs> critical role first yeah. um but i would say matt mercer is a better overall world builder. He's a content creator. Yes. <laughs> I, I I could I could be misguided in that because again I have not seen as much Brennan, but right. from what I have seen, I would much be much more likely to play in a world that Matt Mercer has created mm-hmm. than one that mm. Brennan has created. Though Brennan, from what I've little I've seen, has come up with some very interesting things, and yeah. like like the the high school yep. one or whatever, like that's super cool. But Matt's style, I find myself as a dungeon master myself, purposely or unintentionally latching onto Matt Mercer's style. It's more like classic, classic yeah. D Yeah, it Matt seems Mercer style the, is. the case. Yes. Whereas Brennan's is. A little more the, like fast and loose. The with only things. thing I, the only word that I can think of to describe it really is goofy. Yes, definitely. Like it's goofy. Like you're playing high schoolers mm-hmm. or like tiny heists. Mm-hmm. You're playing little people. <laughs> like, so <laughs> I think Brennan is a goof. I, I totally agree with you, mm-hmm. Ryan. I think the the difference between them, I think that's spot on mm-hmm. between Brennan's like improv style and like I think goofy is absolutely the right way to. Yeah. Um, they're both fantastic at voices. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah. They so good. both can make like an immersive character, and yeah. they can switch characters super fast, like on the fly. I feel like it comes down to just the nature of their shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So totally. Dimension Twenty being kind of a it's a it's funny a, it's a, show, it's a but also it's a revolving door of people who sit at his table, and the campaigns are much much smaller. Yeah, so you absolutely. have to rely on the DM to keep the through line of like he's the guy who keeps the story moving yep. when. Maybe these people don't haven't played D D before. Totally. They don't know how the rules work or like they're freezing up in front of camera or something. Mm-hmm. So he keeps that going. Whereas Matt Mercer, like I've the last few times uh we've watched because we watch Critical Role Live yeah, every nice. night. Of every course. Thursday. Same. Um so, is it Thursday? why not? <laughs> so I I really started paying attention to how much Matt actually talks during a session. Mm-hmm. And the majority of his time is spent sitting back listening to his table. But he has the luxury of doing that because he has seven expert players. They are incredible. Who yes. know how to pick up the story for themselves yeah. and yeah. not rely on the DM to like constantly and shove And they're invested in their own story yeah. and backstory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like they know where they went so, and wh- where they're going. So he gets to put more <laughs> of his mind to the world building yes. and to like all the stuff that 
you you can you can see the gears twisting of like okay they did that four sessions from now i'm gonna have i'm gonna drop this huge bomb yeah based off of that or like things are things are happening at a different part of the city that they have no idea about but because they haven't figured it out yet it's going to cause next session to like he's doing all that calculation because he has the time to do so yeah you know up until um they started campaign three i was on the like dimension 20 has the better set mm, mm-hmm. for like actual play like their table oh, is like they really set game. really good like mm-hmm. especially for the high school one yeah um and like the lighting and stuff like that and mm-hmm. the dynamics and all that stuff oh man super, campaign super three though good. holy god second they started campaign <laughs> three i was like never mind the lighting that. board the lighting is so cool but the number so of cool. times that you hear matt mercer like in combat say I got this idea from Brennan. Yeah. Like mm, when mm-hmm. like when they first got the stands for flying. Oh yeah. Like he literally was, was like, thing? this is like this was from Brennan. Brennan gave me this. Yeah. That's really cool. Like and then there was the like tacky putty that he mm-hmm. used. Like he was like, I got this from Brennan. I got yeah. this from Brennan. <laughs> like idea. Brennan has like a monopoly on like weird tactics it's to like use in and, yeah. like combat. That's awesome. So and I love it. How long have you been playing D&D yourself? I've been playing since 20... I want to say late 2016, like around October is when we first started. Mm -hmm. Um, That was shortly after we moved back from Denver, where Caitlin was going to dental school. We moved back to Montana, specifically to Billings, and uh, had been wanting to play D&D for decades. Yeah. At that point, you know, it was just always that one thing that was like <laughs> was the out of reach. Next step of nerddom that you were a little scared to take. Literally, that was like <laughs> that was like the like that peak nerd. It's like yeah. I want to play D anD. I've seen it on like LARPing. all these little th- <laughs> larping. It's funny. I don't think Caitlin would let me larp, but I want to do that too. <laughs> I um, do too. I want to <laughs> larp so bad, Cause, especially because tangent. Um, yeah. But like again, Halloween is our favorite. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. holiday and oh, so we dress holiday. up so much like we go all out for Halloween <sighs> we've gone to Comic Con a couple times we go all out I love dressing up I love Halloween. we have a costume closet that's beautiful I love that that exists me too Steven hates Halloween I love so. the idea of that <laughs> existing <laughs> so my life is really hard amazing <laughs> Sorry, tangent. I got um, I got I got made fun of as a kid. I had dressed up as an elf from Lord of the Rings. Um, that's awesome. But then people kept answering the door and just like literally just thinking I was a girl and I was like, I hate this. Hey Steven, you're People 27 now. I get over I it. I get it. <laughs> Listen. I get it. Amazing. Yeah, but anyway, sorry. That was my anyway, sad story. No, yeah, 2016. 2016 we were playing. Yeah, yeah, so we started off cuz like, you know, ah, we just moved to Billings. We don't really know anybody, but I want to play D&D. I tried going to like the local game stores mm-hmm. and be like, hey, are you guys playing D&D? How does this work? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you got the games? Yeah. Uh, Have you been to Dragon Egg here in Billings? I've been there. It's really cool. Oh, I, I really haven't like, like played D&D there or anything. There are maps that they have out. Oh my I haven't gosh. Seen those. I, I, so I, cool. I got there shortly after they opened okay. just, just to like check it out. I was like, you wow, should this go is a like big, yeah, big they, today. The whole floor <laughs> is like decked out. Like there's all sorts of options Huge for playing maps. maps. So you could just do like battle royale with friends. Whoa, show up. They give you dice cool. and you can just, yeah. 
definitely going to have to check. It's super cool. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I had started watching Critical Role mm-hmm. around that time, you know, and then I was like, okay, this does seem really cool. These guys are great. It looks like fun. I'm going to try to find a way to play D&D as like a player, not yeah. as the DM, yeah. but literally could not find a way to do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to buy the all the books that I need and I'm going to just figure it out on my own and I'm going to get my wife <laughs> and one of her friends in town and then two of my other friends from out of town and we're just going to like we're gonna Skype in and we're going to play on our laptops and we're just, we're just going to figure it out. And that's what we did. That's we the just best. like powered through it. I was like, I think this is how we play. I've seen a lot of Critical Role. This is kind of how they do it. So we'll just <laughs> go channel from there. Matt Mercer. Yeah. Channel the inner Matt Mercer. Yeah. And, and it works. And we play. So you started as DM. I like started that was... and I continue to be DM. How oh my much do you love DMing? It's so much. But it's so much work yeah we are currently on a hiatus from my campaign because i just needed a freaking break yeah Yeah. it's it's so much especially when you're doing a from scratch campaign coming up with the world coming up with all the yeah everything it's it's a lot and it's hard and i only have so much sanity for it um and it's it's honestly been kind of nice to just not really have to worry about take a break yeah yeah the 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 gear shift that you have to make in your head between player to GM. It's so different. It's like so you would think it's not. It's, it's like, oh, so I'm huge. throwing dice and playing the game. Co- no, no, totally no. different. It's so huge. <laughs> you have to keep track of so much. Because you as the GM, you're building the stairs in front of them. Yeah. Whereas if you're a player, you're just like, oh, I'm climbing stairs. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to take these stairs. I want to go this way instead. <laughs> and the and stairs like, suddenly <laughs> take a left <laughs> turn. And you're like, I wasn't prepared for left turn That's stairs. So yeah. But I'll move I, them. I'm four sessions into GMing myself now wow. after playing for like a year and a half. Nice. Are you are you doing the pre-written campaign or? I did all homebrew. Oh, just jumping right into it. Um, That's hard. Yeah. I, How's it going? I became obsessed with the idea of my it's players insane. being themselves. Oh, interesting. Like, so imagining that they gain the powers of like a druid barbarian yeah, or a paladin yeah. or whatever. So the world is literally, it's Montana. Oh my and God. And so like I've written like this alternate history for Montana and they're so cool. working on uncovering. Tell them more about it. <laughs> we don't need to do this on this podcast. <laughs> we can do this a separate time. Um, <laughs> but we thankfully, I say thankfully because I like the rhythm I'm in for the prep. Mm-hmm. We only play every other Friday. Okay. So on the off Fridays is just my prep night. That's smart. Right? That's so now instead of two nights a week being dedicated to that campaign because there's prep night and then play night, yeah. it's like one night a week is just about that campaign. And just like in real life, I, I am the chaos character. I personally wish <laughs> we would play every week just because I'm having so much fun totally. with it. It is really fun. It. He is a very good DM. That's awesome. It's very good DM. Very exciting. He doesn't hear us when we say he is a very good at DM. It's, it's, but he yeah. is. I have I have the same thing. It's like I'm so like self-conscious and worried that yeah. my players won't be having fun. Right. That like I feel like I have to take the extra time to like really dig in oh, and totally. like make He did the a world freaking light show. Wow. Like he wrote he didn't write, he wrote, he like edited some music to go with like the intro to the campaign and everything with lights and sounds and like he took audio from um our previous campaign previous campaign and he like edited 
some of that because we're all playing ourselves. So yeah. the so the origin <laughs> like, of the story because we were playing a twentieth level one shot with a friend. Oh wow, that it must was, have been it crazy. Became, it became yeah. like seventeen <laughs> sessions. It was not a one shot. It was yeah. a one yeah. shot. But uh, For, we were playing twentieth level characters. Oh wow! <laughs> and there was a moment where our wizard cast wish. Oh my god. Um. And no no no, our wizards homunculus. Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Even better. So simulacrum. Simulacrum. Yeah, um, simulacrum. Yep. So what I did the to kick off my campaign mm-hmm. was the moment he cast wish is when it like broke something in our actual universe Ooh, and like so good. he casts wish and then moments later like a real portal opened into the living room where we were playing that is and amazing Steven got taken and that was how i started and i had to write myself out of the story right so i kidnapped myself <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool that is very unique yeah it's a very lot unique. it's been a it blast was very cool it's been a blast bet. oh my gosh you're listening to no normal people with ryan colbert and we'll be right back If you like what you're hearing and love to get in on the conversation, we'd love it if you would join us on Instagram and or Twitter, both handles at NoPeoplePod. That's at K-N-O-W PeoplePod. There you'll find some featured trailers. Uh, We always grab a quote for what our guest thinks the word normal means to them. And especially if you want to be able to put a face to a name, I recommend joining us on social media. And you know where to find us now. You could also tweet about us or use an Instagram story with our hashtag, NoNormalPeople. That's hashtag K-N-O-W, NormalPeople. Very simple, very easy. And we at No Normal People are extremely aware of the fact that we are coming up on 100 episodes. Today is episode 74. So we're three quarters of the way there. That's 75 conversations, wonderful conversations that we've had with normal people in our lives and sometimes complete strangers. If you like our project and you like what we're doing here and you think we are giving something good back to the internet, we'd love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or a five-star rating on Spotify. If you're enjoying this episode with Ryan Colbert, I would personally recommend that you go back in our archives and listen to my interview with my friend Kyle Melby. And with that, why don't we get back to the rest of our interview with Ryan? I am observing the clock here. It is 145. Okay. And I have another podcast to make it to. Well, okay. tell them that you quit. So we will, we'll, uh, We're busy. I don't want to rush too much mm-hmm. though through the movie. Oh yeah. Because film is clearly one of your passions as well. Very much. Is this something that started, like, did someone introduce you to film in the way that you can be really nerdy about it? Or have you Not always just been really. captured by like, can someone was... just enjoy good film <laughs> oh <laughs> there, totally <laughs> there never really was like a single moment where i was like wow films are great yeah like it's just a lot of little things that sort of just led into it i i like i truly don't know there's something about like compelling story i imagine mm-hmm. i mean that's the through line i see from video games to D to movies mm-hmm. right is yep. just and like the cinematography mm-hmm. yeah i just 
you seem to just like love a story that will capture you and like Definitely. characters you can relate to and be excited about. And, Absolutely. And yeah. like I, we made some like real bad, like little videos yeah. uh, in like high school Who and didn't? stuff. Exactly. But like, I was like, I was like really into it. Yeah. And any, t- <laughs> any time at school we could do like a project that was, that was like, can, can I just, can I just turn this can into a little a film? Can I make a movie? Yeah. They're like, uh, I guess. Yes. <laughs> And That's he made fantastic. it by himself. It was a one-man show. Um, <laughs> so I just have a bunch of uh, questions now. I've never asked these of film nerds before, Ooh. but it's kind of a series of favorites. Do you have a favorite DP? The I, it's I, His name escapes me, but the guy who does pretty much all of the Denis Villeneuve cinematography... Um, uh, I think I think I could be wrong, but I think he's also the same guy that did the recent 1917. Yeah, um, that was spectacular, incredible, so good, such a good that movie. The the con the concept of like the whole thing being the a single take, shot. Yeah, like it literally wasn't, but it effectively it was, was stitched and it was together beautiful. so artfully. Yeah, yes, it's so. That was good. the last movie incredible. we saw before the pandemic. No, what's the last we did it? We did a back to back movie. We did a back to back movie day at Shiloh 14. <laughs> mm-hmm. We watched 1917, got out, went to the bathroom, got more snacks, yeah. and then we went and watched Sonic. <laughs> Amazing! What a what a experience that day must have been. It was a, a great day. <laughs> big Ben Schwartz fans. So yeah. Anyway, it was actually pretty good for what so, it was. Uh, but that DP yeah. though is probably like, and I could be I could be combining DPs, but I, the, I just the very like big cinematic feeling yeah i i I love that the tension the tension and just like the way they can make things just look and feel big and Mm -hmm. important yeah Yeah. just makes and not like in a michael bay way like no uh, that's some that's some some that's uh, i made that joke when we saw batman i was like (laughs) this is what michael bay wanted (laughs) (laughs) amazing Actually, though, trying to oh my gosh, and he did not succeed. (laughs) I have I've never sat through a more electric scene than the car chase with the penguin. Oh my, incredible! It was so good, so good. My heart was racing. Same. It's like this is the best car chase scene I've seen, maybe ever. Yeah, and like you know the car, like the car is gonna come out of the flames, and you're still like. And, When's it gonna happen? The, yeah, but even even when it was first introduced, oh. yeah. like as this like like panther almost lurking in the shadows, it like like does that little like that rev where it kind of <sighs> yeah. jumps forward so a foot. And it's like oh my god, you could feel it. Yep, Ugh, amazing. The sound design for the Batman was beautiful, insane, beautiful. The cinematography spot on. The sound, the music. The music was incredible. Yeah. The music was Do so you, good. So that was a fantastic score. Do you have a favorite composer who does film scores? Uh, Hans Zimmer yeah. is probably my favorite. I think that's a great answer. I feel like that's the only I answer. I feel like that's a, it's an obvious answer, but... <laughs> it's not a hot... It's an ice cold take. Oh, totally. But, totally. But I mean... But he also gave us the soundtrack to Interstellar, which is yeah. like the greatest... One of the best of all time. Scores ever. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And then like you, he also does like really weird stuff like in Dune. Like the Dune soundtrack is bizarre, but it's so good. Yeah. I've listened it's to so the soundtrack. Good. Me too. Yeah. I haven't watched the movie. You should because it's amazing. I was... <sighs> Really excited to learn that Howard Shore is doing the score for the new Rings of Power that Amazon. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. That's so very good. Bring back Howard Absolutely. Shore because he gives you that 
those fantastic like sweeping melodies mm-hmm. that give you a big like shot of Rohan, right? Or totally like, beautiful. Oh, yeah. How'd, how'd you feel about gorgeous. Robert Pattinson? I thought it was great. I did too. I yeah, was real so, nervous. And then the like, I wasn't. First I honestly scene, was not nervous. I was like, he, he's got this. Yeah. I mean, this is just coming People from someone who was like Twilight. Yeah. Totally. And then watching it as an adult and being yeah. like, that was terrible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but like going into it, I was like, please, please, please. Please, 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 please. And he was so good. Is there? He's never the person I thought would be good at Batman. Yeah. yeah. And he did so good. So, speaking of that, mm-hmm. is there an actor or actress that if they are coming out with a new film, doesn't matter who directed it, it's just like, I, I stand this actor so hard for you? It was Ian McKellen for Steven for a while, and then Cats came out. Then, so. he, then he was in Cats. <laughs> I it. forgot he was in Cats. I never saw Cats, but... <laughs> That's okay. That is... You know what? I would say, speaking of Batman, Christian Bale. Oh, yeah. Okay. I love Christian Bale. Yeah. Like, Pretty every good. single movie that I have seen American in, Psycho. American Psycho is one of the funniest, weirdest, most incredible movies I've ever seen. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And, like, The Machinist, where you, like, everything about, like, his, like, oh. sh- growing and shrinking self is fascinating the prestige prestige is top six or seven movies yeah yeah for me of all time totally love it deserves to be yeah directors david fincher is a big one yeah fight club is one of my favorite movies of all time it's a good movie uh (laughs) denis villeneuve bringing him back Mm -hmm. i will i will go on record and say he is the best modern day actively making stuff director of our time that's a great take i think so also also quentin tarantino quentin tarantino yep obviously fantastic (laughs) again these are these are pretty ice cold takes yeah yeah maybe maybe not the knife didn't even move i don't know how everybody is into less familiarity than like a christopher nolan right Yeah. yeah yeah i mean i love christopher nolan not a f- huge, huge fan of every single thing he's done. Yeah. Massive saw, fan of Denis. I just saw Memento for the first time. Oh my God. At the Babcock. At the, yeah. That was Keller's pick. For, it was. Uh, That's why he went. And yeah. that, it was <laughs> great movie. Keller and I sat together and he kept looking at me like, you your like mind it? blown yet? Is it, is yeah. And the whole time I was just like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely a good like rewatch movie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So good. Yeah. Very impressive. So good. All right. Unfortunately, I I have to treat these last few questions a little more like rapid fire or something like that. But I could literally um, keep going all day. So (laughs) how how do your I assume your hobbies pretty much fit in with what we talked about, like everything we board games, D&D specifically like board games are fun, but D&D video games, which is why I chose video games over board games. Totally. uh, And uh, movies like those are Mm -hmm. those are the three things. Those are the only answers. The only answers. That's how you spend the time. And photography. Uh, I do take photos. Oh, of course. (laughs) Yeah. How much um, how much of that does Caitlin engage with? She plays D&D with us. Yeah. uh, Every week when we play, she's like one of the main people. Uh, She's actually running a one shot in just a couple weeks. Amazing. Uh, That's exciting. The best part about it for me is that it takes place in the world that I created. Oh, that's awesome. And it's like, because like where her character is from, uh-huh. it's going to be there. And oh, so it's a so part of the awesome. larger world. And I'm just so excited for that. 
That's delightful. What are you, what are, what's your character? I am a Triton, which is kind of like yeah. a fish person, mm-hmm. uh, paladin. But he's like a really chill dude. Like, sure. uh, yeah. Like a surfer dude? Nice. Like a surfer dude. It's totally <laughs> like a surfer dude. That's how I'm going to play him. I'm into that. Yeah. It's great. I just rolled up my new character. He's a way of the drunken master monk. Oh, yes. Monks stout, are cool. He's playing a stout halfling. Nice. Yeah, super chaotic, good energy. Very nice. I'm playing a, a druid owl, owlin. Ooh, yeah. Her name is Alba, and she has seven siblings. Cute. I won't name them right now. Yeah. They all start with A. That's good. Awesome. <laughs> That's very Caduceus um, of you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Do you like to follow any particular morning or evening routines? Morning routines, I typically will get up, have ideal routine, have a banana, maybe have a small bowl of cereal, mm-hmm. watch a little something on YouTube, go to work. Evening, when I get home or when Caitlin gets off of work at like seven, uh, we'll watch an episode of whatever we're watching at the time of TV. Then we'll, I will typically read mm-hmm. in bed for a while and then I'll go to sleep. I love those. Yeah. I, I used Very to simple. go to sleep like much later than I do these days. <laughs> oh yeah. But oh, I, yeah. I am turning into an old man and I go to bed at like 930 at, unless at it's like Thursday night, the right? latest. Unless yeah. it's Thursday night. <laughs> unless it's Thursday night, totally. <laughs> or I, Sunday when we, that's our D&D day. Amazing. Right. Yeah. I always go to bed at the break. Because he's roll. a quitter. That's just, what I've been doing too. Yeah. Freaking quitters. And then I just, because yeah. it's like around 10, 10.30 these days. Yeah. And, then, like, and then I just listen to the second half on the next Thursday morning when they put out the oh. podcast. Oh, yeah, there you go. To catch up for eight o'clock. What I'll night. usually do is I'll, because I'm a Twitch I subscribe to them on Twitch through oh, my Amazon right. account. You have the VOD, like yeah. So I can I can just watch it the next morning. Right. That's yeah. amazing. So Friday mornings. Hey, I, I watch it on there. I just hooked up my Amazon to that Twitch, so yeah, I can subscribe there you go. to them. Maybe we subscribe should subscribe for free to, to that. Maybe cool. we could just do Friday morning like breakfast and finish. You can. I love that. I'm watching. I the also whole like. Thing. I tend to watch it at like <laughs> 1.5 speed because there's just so much. She won't let me do I that. Oh. I listen to podcasts at. 2.0 oh wow i listen That's to critical role i listen to critical role specifically at 2.3 that is so fast he's a monster <laughs> i cannot believe anybody can comprehend anything that it's happening. a bit insane i'm not convinced i would do something can. like that for like combat maybe but yeah. like i'd really have to slow it down for like character moments yeah sure oh my gosh this last episode amazing oh my god he doesn't even know yet amazing There's no no spoilers i've seen quite a few spoilers on twitter people, but, but yeah <sighs> Um, so good. This is my favorite campaign so far. Yeah, hot, hot take. It's very good. My, fa- my favorite characters by far overall. They're Lod- each Laudna. They're yep. has from day one favorite character of Sold the entirety of Critical Role. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Sold immediately on they're, Laudna. They're each playing like their sweet spot characters. Yeah, now, I feel totally. like like they've all found who they want to be. Yep, I love oh, it. Oh, and Ashley Johnson as a chaotic. Character. She's incredible. It's amazing. Like she's it's not beautiful. great in combat. She doesn't really know no, she, very well. She's but like gypsy. She's, as her chaotic, yeah. like yeah. wild it's personality, so good. it's beautiful. She's not playing. So she's not playing like the uh the broody yeah. character. It didn't really work for no. me as well. Yeah, this no. is like Yasha. this is this is this I is loved it. Yasha, but good. like Fern is gold. Yeah, it's very good. Do you and Caitlin <laughs> have pets? We have I love pet talk. Three pets. Threes. We have two cats. Uh-huh. Um, <gasps> Cute cats. One of them is uh, one of my friends. 
pointed out, is a bastard because we technically got him out of wedlock. Sure. Uh, is that the correct term? Yeah. Um, before we Hilarious. were married. We got him out of wedlock? Before we were married. Hilarious. Um, uh, so his name is Jon Snow? He is our... Very good. No, he, his name is Echo, based off of Mr. Echo from the show Lost. Great. Very good. Very good. Um, well done. We have our... And he's like 10 years old now, I want to say. And our next animal we got was Mosby, our cat. Oh. Mosby? Uh, after Ted Mosby. That's so good. Which I wanted to name him Butters from South Park. Uh-huh. But Caitlin had never seen South Park until that point. Caitlin, but good decision. Mosby is good. No, no, no. But <laughs> since then, since then, she has seen South Park. Oh, okay. And she's like, oh, yeah, we should have named, named him Butters. Yeah. Uh, he is Butters. Uh, and then we have Mosby Butters. Cholula, our dog. Uh, named after the hot sauce, of course. Name, because she's our spicy little girl, and uh, she is a puggle. And a she puggle? is how old is she? Four? I want to say four. Delightful. Mm-hmm. Delightful. See, they name animals like I do. <laughs> yeah, we named our dog Duck. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's that's after a character from the Adventure Zone. Yeah. Oh, I've never watched Adventure Zone. And see, here's Duck here's Newton. one one more little fine note about like. D and D related mm-hmm. things. Yeah, I from what I hear, Adventure Zone is like off the rails, like no rules, kind of, yeah. and like it's just chaos, fast and loose. I the way <laughs> I play and the way I enjoy most D and D is like silliness for sure, yeah. but like grounded. Yes. There's the details. Yeah, yeah. yes, I like that. grounded in reality. Critical role and is like, perfect for you. The new campaign perfect. that they're doing is definitely more rules. Yes. Because they oh. built the world themselves. So they're like, we have to have rules. Very good. We can't just like everything up. Yeah. Yeah. But like balance is definitely, it's, it, it's pretty loose. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so good. The story is so good. We'll have to the, check it out their second campaign, the Amnesty, Amnesty story, yeah. that's where we got that's the name. A, they play Monster of the Week Monster instead of, the of week. D&D. Oh. They I don't was, know what that is. It was very fun. It's a, Dark yeah, just a noted. different tabletop. Yeah. Yeah. It's very fun. Yeah. Ryan, this has been a delight man so i had glad. a lot of fun i so good. am so glad we finally this is the fifth time we rescheduled fourth or fifth fourth? at least the week fourth a or fifth week times. since we have truthfully yes. i lost count of how many times i woke up on a sunday being like one of us is sick one of us just <laughs> yep. threw up like you do not want to come over there is death here yeah Felt i have not been sick terrible. since pre-covid times yep. since pre-2020 um, i have not been sick we and refuse we've to hand that off seven yeah. times yeah so this month i'm, I'm just trying to keep that, that ball rolling ridiculous yeah. <sighs> well um, if you get covid it was steven's fault yeah i'll blame i, I don't have it anymore we got over that it's your fault it's over even if it's not you i'll still blame it's you it's still That's, you okay i accept you did it that's my personality i'll just roll my over. cross to bear <laughs> How does uh, how does John Mulaney say it? You could spill hot soup in my lap, and I'm, I would say I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> Incredible. And I apologize to you. <laughs> that that's all. That also sounds like me too. Yeah, <laughs> I can I can I can relate to John Mulaney a lot. Yeah. The little if that I've sp- seen of him. Right? If you spilled hot soup in my lap, I would murder you. There you go. Be like, how dare you ruin perfectly good soup? That's funny. That was a nice <laughs> misdirect. Well done. It's very good. Thank you. <laughs> um, Ryan, do you care to tell anyone listening where they could like find you on the internet or yeah. a project? Uh, I don't really plug? do a lot of, I definitely don't have a Twitter. I mean, I technically do, but don't go looking. I don't <laughs> post there. anything. And it's, it's hot garbage. Um, <laughs> I don't really do Facebook. Uh, so really Instagram's the only place that I do anything on. Mm-hmm. Um, I post photos. I post dumb stories. I update my books and things that i watch yeah. yeah at colbert 15 
at Colbert15. Also, wait, let me wait, like wait. double check that because I've, I've said this wrong before. You got it. And I want to make, is that right? Yeah. Oh, you know, you I, follow me. I tag you in stuff for Highline oh, yeah, all the time. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> what a nerd. Yeah. I know your tags. Very yeah. Good. You're also the brilliant photographer behind at Keller's Couch. Yeah. Follow, follow Keller's Couch. Another yep. good podcast, Absolutely. in my humble opinion. <laughs> I think it's great. Yeah, I just mostly take photos, but I talked in your guys's mm-hmm. uh, you interview fifty, t- literally fifty times more than yeah. I did oh, any yeah. other interview. And Keller makes you play games, and that seems mean. It is kind of mean, especially because <laughs> yeah, he doesn't Keller, tell me what it's going to be ahead of time. He's just like, and too. we're playing this game. It's like, oh no, Keller, that's bullying, forcing you to improv. <laughs> Actually, it's yeah. cyberbullying. Like it's on the internet. he wants me to improv so much all the time. I was like, uh-huh. dude, this is your thing. I can't. You talk. I about do that. my best. Yeah, but and he's like, oh, you play D and D. It's a little different. That's different. It it's is a little, little different. Again, I love you, Keller, but I'm not an improv. improv again, improver. there's the structure to D and D. There's structure that doesn't exist when you're on slapstick comedy. Hundred percent, and like <laughs> yeah, there's Keller. also it's not being like recorded so yeah. that uh, I don't know how many people listen to Keller's Couch. Other people will be listening to us. Totally, uh, totally. Keller needs to invite me back for some improv stuff because I fun. feel like I would do very good. The gauntlet has been thrown down. He do it. He says I do Give a good it. job, but I mean whatever. I'll back Come, that up. I think you go, do a great job. Keller. Thank you. You do better than I would. The, I the think entire it, time, improv still terrifies me. Oh yeah, it's terrifying. Like the entire time, my heart is racing. Like the last time I did it, like I went home and like an hour later, I was you still were crying. Like, <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah. We we like to close by checking in on what you're currently like into right now. Mm-hmm. Let's start with what you're currently reading. I am currently on the fifth book in the Dune series. Uh, this one is thick boys, thick boys, dense boys, uh, slow reads. I'm not like the fastest reader and there's just a lot going on in these books. Yeah. I'm uh, so it's yeah. Uh, but the, the move I had read the first one before the new movie came out and then the new movie came out. I was like, Oh my God, I need more Dune. And so I, I read the first one again and I just kept going. Right. It's great. Um, uh, You're heretics of Dune is the one I'm on. Fantastic. You mm-hmm. You're almost Dune. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Moving on, because that was a terrible pun. Don't, what are you don't be doing that ever again. Yeah. Don't be doing that. What are you currently watching? Shows you're in the middle of, movies yeah. you've recently seen. Yeah, we just finished the mo like they split it up the final season into two bits and they haven't done the second bit yet. But Ozark, mm. we finished the most recent of the final mm-hmm. season that is currently out. Uh, of Ozark, great show, super dark, very depressing. Yeah, but I love Jason Bateman and yeah, great show. But currently, we're watching the most recent season of Letterkenny. Nice, okay. very different kind of show. Yeah, very silly. <laughs> now for something completely very different. Nice. Very fun. <laughs> what do you think of the Legend of Vox Machina? Incredible. So good. It was like honestly, surprisingly good. Agreed. So like it just kept getting good. better, especially the last episode Speaking or two. Of dark. Like, oh my god! Oh Speaking my gosh! Of dark. Dark. So dark. Yeah. Whoa. But then so good. So good. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. Amazing. Like I'm a little biased because obviously huge fan. Critical saw the campaign yeah. just after they finished the first campaign. Yeah. And uh, I, I thought it was great. Amazing. I thought it was very good. What. Are you currently listening to, let's start with podcasts that you're into. I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts. Killer's Couch. I don't actually listen to Killer's Couch. Why would I? I I've lived it. Um, yeah. That's, see, that's what I'm saying. That's why I don't listen to this podcast. I was there. Plus, I don't really want to hear myself 
Oh yeah. Like I'm narcissistic I don't know if enough. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to listen to this. <laughs> to be perfect, Caitlin said she's definitely going to listen to it. Oh, I don't know if I Hi, will. Caitlin. I'm scared. Fun. I don't know if you remember me from high school. <laughs> you were like a couple years ahead of me. That's fine. Okay. Bye. That was fun. Wow. That was fun. <laughs> that was fun. a little blast from the past. Yeah. So you don't listen to many. I don't listen to me, but I do listen to some. Whenever Caitlin and I do like any kind of road trip, we listen to uh, my dad wrote a porno. Yes. Fantastic. Amazing. We're yeah. still only on like book two or whatever. Uh-huh. So we're way behind, but we only listen to it when you go on road trips. Right. right. It's the road trip um, show. That, I go on a road trip every day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I listen to the Always Sunny podcast uh-huh. because I love that show. That's also something I'm watching right now. Just kind of an episode as the yeah. podcast. I'm doing the same so. thing with the office ladies. I, I was doing that until it moved to Peacock or whatever. And it's like, I don't want to get Peacock. So I'm just not going to, I'm just going to stop the DVDs. <laughs> oh, very good. And <laughs> see, a I, big old Honestly, nerd. I considered doing that just so I could keep listening to the podcast. Sale. And also deleted scenes. Also that too. They yeah. were talk, always talking about the deleted scenes yeah. stuff. I mean, you can Angela probably just watch those on YouTube or whatever. Yeah, you too, can. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that, and like just some occasional like, D and D stuff. Like totally. there's there's one in particular that I don't really like actively listen to, but it's like uh some guy comes up with like a little in universe story highlighting a particular monster right. that is like used oh. in a clever, interesting way. That's and fun. it's like a story about you know somebody encountering the monster and something happens. Interesting. Uh it That's was cool. actually really funny because I took an idea from what he did in mm-hmm. one of his episodes and I just put it in my campaign. I think that's Why great. Not? Uh, Matt Do saying, it. I got this idea from Brennan. Yeah. Yep. That's I it. I got this yeah. idea from Brennan. D&D is nothing but the it's art of borrowing with tact. Totally. My opinions of other people's opinions. I had, <laughs> bringing it back one final time to Pokemon, I had an entire encounter, like a huge thing leading up to the thing, and then like the entire encounter itself based off of the catching mechanics from the Pokemon games. Oh like you got to weaken the monster to a certain level, the, the, the more you weaken it, the more likely it is to be like its essence to be caught in this skull. And like, so they had to weaken it, but they couldn't kill it slash yeah, knock it out. Can't kill it. And so it was this like possessed unicorn situation. And uh, they they did the thing, the whole ritual happened and they, the thing went into the skull, the Pokeball, and it like, I, I, I rolled to see if it would break out. Uh-huh. And uh, it was this whole, whole thing. That that is... But did you play the Pokemon battle music underneath? No, I've done that before. <laughs> I have done that before. But anyway, I, Spectacular. I, I, I thought it was really funny. My, my, my players were like, you, you did. How it. dare you do this? You're doing it. Yeah. Amazing. Speaking yeah, of music, what mm-hmm. comes up when you open something like Spotify or Apple Music or whatever? Uh, music you're listening yep. to. Uh, alternative rock of all sorts. Yeah. And also the thing that I'm trying to get everybody to listen to. My wife has jumped on this bandwagon. What I have heard, I don't know if this is like collectively a real thing, but Rune Folk. It's this like... It's amazing. Uh, like Norwegian e area. What, what's what's the the term for Norse? It? Norse, like this very Nordic okay. style. It's like it's modern music, but like rhythmically and just like instrument wise, it sounds like ancient and pagan, and like it is <laughs> the music of witches what and frost again? giants and stuff like that. Rune folk. Rune folk. Look it up. Put it's that in my notebook. Incredible. 
Absolutely. I will um, make an entire there, playlist. There's one particular playlist that's, uh, I just, I just, you just look up Rune Folk on Spotify and it'll, I don't know, there's a playlist and it'll pop up. I'm <laughs> sure there's, pop I'm in. sure there's several. Google's listening. Yeah. Pop yeah, yeah, into yeah. It. <laughs> it's, it's, fu- it's like, it's not your normal just music, right. but it is wicked. Amazing. I love it. Once again, this has been fantastic. Indeed. I'm glad we finally made this happen. I've had a lot of fun. Thank you for coming over and hanging out with us. Our final question for you, mm. kind of in line with what the whole podcast is more or less about. Mm-hmm. What does the word normal mean to you? Strictly speaking, normal to me is, and I don't necessarily mean this to be what it truly is, Yeah, but I interpret the word normal as something that just doesn't really stand out and is sort of, I would say, run-of-the-mill, or you could just pass by it, be it person, object, music, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. something that doesn't really strike you as interesting, but at the same time, I know that like this this podcast sort of highlights <laughs> that that isn't explicitly true. Mm-hmm. Right. How, like everybody's kind of normal or normal is weird. I don't, I don't really know, but, uh, it's, it's, it's circumstantial. It's circumstantial. That is very true. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, normal is beige. Beige. That is literally the word I had in my head. Ah! <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> normal is beige. It is the walls of this room. Yes, yeah. it really is. Ugh. I call it rental brown. Rental brown. Beautiful. <laughs> because it was a rental before we bought it. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Amazing. Ryan, would you close us out by reading our favorite quote? Absolutely. The only normal people you know are the ones you don't know very well. So good. Y'all can't see it. I just did chef's kiss for Ryan Colbert. My word. What a wonderful person. I could have spent so many more hours just talking about Breath of the Wild, I think. (laughs) If my playtime of Breath of the Wild is any indication, I could certainly talk about it for an equal amount of time at least. Please be sure to check out Ryan's Instagram at Colbert15 if you'd like to see the kind of stuff he does behind the camera. And check out Keller's Couch wherever you listen to podcasts. Also on Ye Old Highline Network. You can find them and Ryan's work for Keller's Couch on Instagram at Keller's Couch. And before I let you go today, I thought I might plug a couple podcasts that I've recently shown up on that I would like to personally invite you over. Listen to our friends over at the Reclaiming the Garden podcast. Myself and my co-hosts on Ravel, Emily and Josh visited April and Anna, and we had a wonderful five-person roundtable discussion about heaven and hell and making all things new. And I have also recently appeared on the private Patreon feed for Trains Regret Snoopy Presents the Bible, where Snoopy and I spend a solid 90 minutes doing a Bible study on Romans 5, verses 12 through 21. Uh, you could find that audio either on the Patreon feed for Transregret Snoopy or on the Ravel Patreon. So I'd encourage you to check that out. And if you're interested, a couple bucks a month, either direction, uh, we would love to have you in our communities. So, And I will be appearing on Transregret Snoopy on the free feed sometime soon. We'll be recording that shortly. 
uh, I believe, on the chapter of Ephesians, the first chapter of Ephesians. So be looking out for that if you are the type of person inclined to do so. Otherwise, I'd like to leave you with a short outro. And thank you sincerely for listening. This podcast, man, every time I hear the twins yell, no normal people at the beginning. Oh, happy birthday to Evelyn and George, by the way. They just turned seven, those twins did, and we recorded that intro and outro with them. Oh my gosh, were they four? This project has been going that long. Oh, delightful. Big shout out to them. Uh, Anyway, this show brings me so much happiness and satisfaction, and I love being able to have the conversations with the people I do, and I'm looking forward to many, many, many more in the future. And I'm glad that you listen. So sincerely, thank you so much. I'll leave it at that. Have a wonderful week, my friends. And remember, the only normal people you know are the ones you don't know very well. What happens when a Christianish agnostic, a liturgical post-Christian, and a female Methodist pastor walk into a podcast? You get Ravel. One in three people will experience a faith crisis in their life. Faith unraveling is often unexpected and lonely. It can quickly feel like everything is falling apart just from asking a single question. Like, does the Bible assume magic is real? Does being pro-life mean more than anti-abortion? Or how should faith inform how we eat? Whether you're deconstructing, reconstructing, deconverting, converting, growing beyond toxic theology, or just asking questions, we're here to be with you along the way. Each Wednesday, we have a drink and pull on one thread concerning faith in the modern world. Listen to us on the Highline Media Network. Highline Media Network. Artist-owned podcasts by normal people in normal places.